Yo! Hey yo. Shady Sands Adventure. Gun chat. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeehaw! Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wow! Basti! Hey yo! Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's the Desert Goons! Yo! It's that shady adventures. Shady Sands adventures, you know what I mean? Gotta switch it up every once in a while. We're fucking 15 episodes in. Holy shit, you know what I mean? We just barely started this summer. Summer's hardly over. We're, we're fucking in it. And you know, we're bringing you the wrestling. The, the big time wrestling, as always. Uh, and we'll bring you a bunch more wrestling uh, in the future. But just know, in October. October. The, September's been our wrestling-themed month, where you'll get one wrestling episode guaranteed come October. You still get wrestling. Lots of wrestling. But you're going to get the October-themed episodes. So I, we did not mention this. Yeah. <laughs> I just was like, oh, shit. Yeah, 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 let me talk about that real quick. But I mean, yeah. We're it's going, coming up. We're going to have them. I've already thought of ideas and stuff. Oh, yeah. We're going to do the spooky episodes. Ooh. So for one episode, you'll uh, you know you'll you'll get your usual content. You might get a wrestling video. You might get a deep dive. But the other one, guaranteed to be a spooky uh, October special. You yeah, know what I mean, like dancing skeletons, jack o' lanterns, books written by serial killers, that kind of stuff. Ah, uh, I can't wait for those books. Those are exciting. Uh, talk a bunch of horror films. What you could be doing on Halloween. Maybe some interesting haunted houses and stuff like that. Uh, some cults, serial killers. God, I know about too many fucking cults at this point. Yeah, you've got to start one at this point. Yeah, hey, 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 hey. I just watch a lot of true crime. And, uh, or not watch, I, I listen to a lot of true crime nowadays, and, uh, podcasts, cults. I've done at least, uh, half of their episodes, so at least, like, 80. Like, you get some pretty good deep dives, and I know a lot about it, so we'll bring you some cults, we'll bring you the spooky content, uh, we'll bring you wrestling. And right now, we're gonna bring you the wrestling! And we're going all out. We're going all out, baby! We're going all we had to do that joke three times because of how good it was. Oh, now, that, that, that's when I pulled the spine buster, just so you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She spine bustered one of my uh, doors. She tore the door off the hinges, fucking slammed it. I'm like, what the fuck? And my fucking cat's gooning around right now. I can't get to wrestling if you keep jumping on the counters. Okay, let me talk about wrestling, and you could deal with the cat situation. <laughs> right now, the cat's starting to get into the gun safe, and it seems to know the combination, and no one Who gave me the combo? It takes forever to change the combo to these gun safes. Now, okay, and real quick, just saying, like, yeah, we know we're late to the game with All Out. We we we, we were on our hiatus. We were gone for a little bit, and All Out happened. But you know for a fact we watched it. You know for a fact we loved everything in it, because holy shit, it's a wrestling pay-per-view. It was our first, like, wrestling pay-per-view we've seen since we started wrestling. Yeah. And, like, we had watched others in the past, but, like, the first live one we could watch, we're like, this is fresh. Um, I liked it. I, I mean, we could give it a rating at the end or something dumb, but, like, I, I, just... I thought it was good. 
I'm not gonna say it was great. I'm not gonna say it was. I'm. I will say like for fifty dollars, uh, maybe not mm. the. Mm. Every every match I wanted uh, someone to win, they lost everyone, so I would have been unhappy. Cause I mean, I mean MJF Moxley. No, MJF should. We deserve better, you know. Britt Baker couldn't be swole, I, but <gasps> she's the best. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the results of the matches. We're going to talk about what happened, you know what I mean? Uh, Scummy and I got some uh, alternative opinions. Uh, she's leaning towards a lot of these heels, and I'm not fucking feeling it. I was rooting for my Moxley the whole time. I knew my Moxley was going to pull out that paradigm shift. You can't, you can't make a grizzly veteran barman agree not to fucking kill your face off. Okay, wait, so a grizzly veteran barman is your idea of a baby face, but a, <laughs> but a classically trained wrestler with a perfect jawline is a heel? Like, you're getting a little extremist over here. Uh, well, I mean, Mox is much of more of a baby face than Eric Young, but we'll get into that in the Impacts episode, or, uh, segment. Shit. Yeah, we got a lot of Impacts to talk about. <laughs> we just watched it, we're letting some of it settle. We gotta settle on that. That newest episode of Impact was fucking crazy. So we're getting all that. <laughs> we're getting sadistic. We're getting our all-out, uh, review out of the way real quick. We'll we're bring it to you. So, um... We're Jump getting it all out of us. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry! You punk. <laughs> okay. So, like, we'll start with the buy-in, because I'll be honest, I didn't watch the buy-in. It was already, like, three, four hours of content. I was like, I don't want an extra hour. I watched parts of it. Did you? Yeah. But, like, though, like I just thrown up and stuff, and I was still kind of sick, so I was like, eh. I just kind of dazed my way through I remember seeing some promos, and I think I just skipped past that. And I was like, you know what? Actually, no, I did see Private Party fight. Yeah, who'd they fight? I didn't even write it down, and now I'm like, yeah, I didn't watch it, and I remember when I saw who fought, I was like, oh, I don't really care. Like, it was Janela and Serpentico opened it, and for a second, I was, it showed Luther and Sonny Kiss, and I was like, wait, tag team? Sonny Kiss Janela versus Serpentico Luther? Like, wow, that's super putting Serpentico and Luther over. But no, it was literally just Janella and Serpentico. Good for Serpentico, you know yeah. what I mean? And Janella. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Private Party fought somebody. I don't remember who. Yeah. I, That's how much I was excited for it. Yeah, either they won or they lost. But I just want to say, with Janella and Kiss and Private Party, I feel like they're such a good tier of wrestlers. They just need to get so many more wins. But also like Jurassic Express, they just keep getting used to like fight their biggest people. And then, of course, they won't fight, beat the biggest people, but it's like, come on, give Sunny Kiss a fucking win. Yeah. Oh, give Private uh, Party some numbers on there. Yeah, my God. Yeah, Private Party going into a singles match this week is fucking ridiculous when they should be uh, getting into the top five at the tag team right now. But, but, okay, so the buy-in, not the most exciting, but I will say it's, I, I think the, I mean... It's not, I think, these matches were literally put together last second just because uh, Baker and Swole were the buy-in because it was a filmed-on-scene match. You couldn't, uh, you, you couldn't do, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, you like, couldn't, like, you couldn't, it wasn't live, it didn't matter. Like, you could just play it whenever. Exactly. It wasn't live, it was just 
um, they were filming it off scene, so they could have done it whenever exactly. But uh, so they're going to do that for the buy-in. But everyone's getting mad, including us, that they're like there's literally one female match on the fucking pay-per-view card. Yeah, one well, women's match, and it's like Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa. Like you got. That's also one of the problems with the AEW is they don't give women enough space. Mm -mm. Like in their time slots, it's like maybe have less FTR and shit. Maybe give room for like more people because it feels like okay, you're either gonna see a Sheeta match, a Nyla Rose Vicky Guerrero stomp match. If you're lucky. If you're lucky, or you will see. You don't even see Penelope Ford anymore. Yeah, she pops up in dark every once in a while. When was the last time we saw an Abaddon match? Oh I saw God. somebody mention that. I tried to be like, oh, no, AEW's women's roster is pretty dank. Abaddon, all these other people. And they were like, when was, when, really, when was Abaddon last do something? And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, you got me. <laughs> yeah, and then also we saw Thunder Rosa and um, fight uh, Ivelisse last week. Mm -hmm. And then this week we saw her and Cheetah fight Diamante and Ivelisse. And, and I was like, well, you can't. I gotta see more than the same group of people week per week. Like, yep. it's like I haven't even had any time for Britt Breaker versus Swole be, be, because, like, they don't have enough time for women to even do those plot lines right now. It's like, why? Yeah. Also, Sheeta should have a huge fucking belt. A huge, oh my shiny, God. beautiful belt. Let's, yeah, women's belts in general. Jesus Christ, always little dinky compared to fucking, like, the men's belt, which it makes no fucking sense. It's ridiculous. But the Bray, uh, Baker Swole match. It was a fun match. Mm -hmm. I liked it. It was my first, uh, like, off, not live match, like a like a gimmick-like match, you know what I mean? Like, it was at Britt Baker's uh, dentist place. So, you know, they're just fighting throughout a dentist place, slamming into the walls, doing all this stuff. I mean, even, like, Swole walks in and Reba's there and she has her papers. She's like, how can we help? Oh, no. She turns around. Swole's here. It's Swole. <laughs> Swole's like, I told you I was coming. And she starts beating the shit out of Reba. Uh, Britt Baker's, like, gooning and hiding. Yeah, she's hiding. Swole's looking, going around trying to find her, fighting, like, like fake teeth and stuff like that. Yeah, that was crazy. She, yeah. I, uh, it was a lot of fun. And then they start fighting. They do some good fighting. Um, and, I mean, I get it, too. Like, Britt Baker coming fresh off of an injury, and she didn't even perform for three weeks after uh, All Out. She's supposed to perform this week, so we'll see what happens. But, um... <laughs> Darby Allen was supposed to perform this week. But exactly. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah, Britt Baker coming off the injury, you can't do a live match because if something goes wrong, like, I'd prefer them be able to control it and be able to have a handle on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, so if something goes wrong, like, uh, later match... Yeah. You don't have to televise it, and you could deal with injury there. Exactly, and you could edit that out or just not do it. Like, yeah, doing it live forces the audience to have to witness these nasty bumps. But nothing bad happened with the Baker Swole. They fought on a dumpster for a while. Yeah. Reba yeah. comes out to try and save Britt Baker, and it's just Swole beating the shit out of Reba. Yeah, Baker tries to hit uh, Swole with a needle. And then Swole, like, injects her. That was a crazy one. Like, they showed a person gets injected with a syringe. Like, that's usually, like, trigger warning content where, like, TV stations understand that's getting into some sketchy territory. There could be nothing in the syringe. But just the sheer fact of a syringe going into someone's skin makes people uncomfortable. It's just a fact. I don't know why. Okay, I've been in a lot of people's houses. I've looked through a lot of windows, and I've seen okay. a lot of needles come out. 
Old people will inject themselves. People inject kids with little things. <laughs> Doctors be injecting people with things. Needles are just a part of life. That's how you get sustenance. That's how you get powerful. I see people in gyms putting needles in each other. One guy's walking by, another guy needles him, and he's like, wow, you fucking got me, bro. I'm going to get so jacked now. And then he starts bench pressing the lockers. Like needles, it's just life. That's the scummy needles news report, apparently. <laughs> Walk under a fucking bridge at night and you'll see a needle. You'll see needle? Okay. Um, yeah, the needle shot was awesome and that ends with like sw uh, Swole literally putting Britt Baker to sleep with the fucking uh, gas and stuff like that. The knockout gas. <laughs> Very fun match. I liked it. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's better than a pin or a submission or whatever. Make it fun. Yeah, you know what I mean? That was awesome. You put, a, you put the dentist out with her own knockout gas. That's fun. Um, so now we get into the actual live events of things that are happening, and uh, we get to the uh, we start. And I mean, we'll blow through the first couple because it's the Heel Bucks versus Jurassic Express, and like, uh, I I mean, everyone was even like, why the fuck was this booked? This was booked yeah. last minute, like. They even did that eight-man tag match, but they were like, whoever wins the eight-man tag will face each other all out, and it was just like. Well, yeah, one team's the Young Bucks in the fucking Jurassic <laughs> Express. The other one, I don't remember. Like, yeah. they were obviously going to win. It was just, uh, it felt like a way for the Young Bucks to put themselves in All Out. And it was just another match where I wanted to root for Jurassic Express, but I knew that there was no way they were going to give them the win, so why bother? Yep. Sort of like uh, anytime, uh, sort of like when Jericho went against uh, Joey Janela yes. before the uh, pay-per-view yeah it was week like before. obviously i want joey to win he's one of my favorite baby faces yeah but he's not he's not no jericho is a giant match coming up no it's just not gonna work out so past that we get into the casino battle royale which i was definitely talking about is like one of my favorite things coming into it and honestly it was pretty good but like i don't need to spend a ton of time on it like it was just a pretty standard battle royale uh the casino battle royale specialty versus any other ones is i mean there's four suits so f one suit gets called oh the clubs there's five guys attached to each uh suit so yeah, five like, people come out who drew each card and then one person gets a joker card yep and they come out at the end and i just want to bring that up before i forget about this Cause fucking Slippery Seidel oh coming out God. as the Joker card and just fucking up his first spot like immediately. He, slipping off the ropes. He went for that shooting star splash or uh yeah and he totally just yeah immediately failed. Immediately yeah. fell on his ass and like took a spooky bump. Like didn't fall on his ass, fall on his neck. You, you could see the, all the other wrestlers look and be like, oh shit, he was just supposed to like get somebody right then, and he just fucked up. Yeah, and he's going to need a second to stay down for a little bit so he could recover. Um, I liked how many factions were in the group. Uh, yeah, I, I liked uh, Sean Spears without his boys just lurking by the commentator's table. Yeah, that was fun. Um, the... Do we call them the Dirtbag Alliance still, or do we call them the Family of Violence? The Family of Violence is fun to me. I like it. The Family uh, of Alliance? The <laughs> Dirtbag Violence? Uh, the Dirtbag Violence? The Kingston Crew, you know what I mean? Like, th these dudes were awesome, and I'm glad two, uh, two of the Kingston Crew were, like, the top five. Yeah. So, uh, so like, basically, tons of cool spots th uh, throughout. I mean... 
I just want to talk about the top five, but like one spot that happened before top five, we got to acknowledge motherfucking Darby Allen. Darby, be careful about your body. Holy shit. Dude, I loved that fucking uh, that Ricky Starks promo he cut of the difference between or relentless and reckless because he was straight up just being like, dude, Darby, you're not here this week because you keep fucking breaking your body, dude. Like, If for our listeners that don't know what we're talking about, hi, we love you. Hi. But, um... What so what, what happened to Darby Allen? Yeah, explain to them this bump we're talking about. So Darby Allen in a promo before he was like, "Oh, if you see me, you better be a. You, you want to go against me? You better bring a body bag or something, right?" Yep. And then um, so they bring out a Ricky Starks and uh, Brian Cage, Team the, Taz, Team the Taz. Assassins. Mm-hmm. Uh, see uh, our boy Darby Allen, and they, they reach under the stage and they bring out a, bo- a body bag. It is just an actual body bag. But so, wait a second, what's inside of it when they unzip it? Fucking tax. Lots and lots of tax. Because you can't just have a body bag. You gotta have a body bag full of fucking tax and to shove a small Seattle skater man inside of it. Small Seattle goth skater boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they put, they zipped him up and said, see you later, boy. And fucking Brian Cage, this muscle man who has just captured my co-host's oh. love of everything big, just puts, grabs this small boy, this body bag, and just flings him out of the stage. Onto the floor. Roses and like, yeah, you can only imagine how many tacks are getting pressed into this poor kid's face. Like, the the scary thing was attack in the eye. Yeah, that's what I was worried. He had to have his hands over his face. Had then, to. Or actually, both arms probably because that's you best can't case. control that fall at all. No. You're in a bag. You're just going with it. Yeah, you 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 uh your ability to move around is so fucking reduced. And then after that fucking uh while still in the bag, stupid ass Ricky Starks hits a fucking uh oh I totally just uh forgot the name of his uh finishing move, the Rochambeau. <laughs> he hit the fucking Rochambeau on the dude in a body bag with taxes. It's just like, dude, come on, like maybe the Brian Cage one and leave it at that, but doing like the next slam after is like this guy's almost guaranteed to be fucking injured. Yeah. And he was. He was injured. He he still hasn't performed on Dynamite really yet, or had a match at least. He was supposed to, and then didn't. We'll talk about that. Um, Casino Battle Royale stuff, really good, but the top five end up being two from the Kingston crew, uh, Butcher plus Kingston. You get fucking Will Hobbs. You get motherfucking uh, Lance Archer, of course. Everybody oh, knew Lance Archer was supposed to get to the end. Yeah, Lance Archer. He's supposed to be the big bad, but he's done nothing to actually earn that. Nope. A bunch of squash matches, which, you know, like, you see a dude beat somebody in 30 seconds, and you're like, oh, that's crazy. But then you realize he hasn't fought anybody that's actually impressive. Yeah, no threats. Just a bunch of, like... F-tier wrestlers. Yeah, people who are debuting. Like, yeah, yeah. okay, cool, you beat the shit out of the new guy. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, Bobby Jones. Oh no, Lance Archer killed me in th- 30 seconds, of course. He wasn't yeah. a threat. It's not a surprise. Um, also, I just want to say, my yeah. problem with Lance Archer in this match, too, mm-hmm. was he did knock out Will Hobbs and Brian Cage at the same time. Yep. But it was just through bullshit. For some reason, the both of them were on the outside of the ropes and just standing there fighting each other. Yeah. Not trying to get back in. 
And then Lance Archer just kicks him, and it's like, well, you weren't tough, you didn't, like, beat them up, you just got lucky? Yeah, it was supposed to be like, Lance Archer just eliminated two of the biggest threats, but it was like, no, he just got really lucky, like, that was just, like, it was written to be that way, like... A Fabu Andre arisen! could do that. Yeah, it was very unbelievable. Um, I didn't like it. I mean, and then it ends up just going down to Kingston and uh, Lance Archer, of course. And then so a goofy thing happens where, so essentially Kingston makes a big deal about how he technically didn't lose. And I'll explain it real quick. Just the, the technicality is you're supposed to be thrown over the top ropes. What happened was they were both on the outside. Lance Archer propped up Kingston on the turnbuckle and then knocked him off the turnbuckle. That is not going over the top rope. Nope, it is not. Um, and I know it's a dumb technicality and I didn't care, but they cared so much that they legit still gave Kingston a title shot. They were like, fine, we'll give you a title shot to shut the fuck up. Also, I just want to say Kingston should have won that match. He had like four dirtbag goons lurking on the outside and yeah. all Lance Archer had was crotchety old Jake the Snake porn boy. Yeah, who was holding up a bag that was supposed to have a snake in it, which everybody was like, there's no snake in the bag. I don't even know why you're trying to pretend. This looks dumb. Yeah, just holding it kicks. It's like, ah, sna sna snake! Yeah, and this is coming from, like, me, who, like, if you go listen to the Gum in It episode, episode three, I'm on that shit. I talk about drugs, acid trips, and wrestling. I talk a bunch of stuff about Jake the Snake, and I love the dude, but, like, yeah, no, that match looked sloppy. It looked bad. Lance Archer wins. He gets his, the big title shot at the anniversary of AEW. I don't care. Kingston still got his title shot, though, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, it wasn't... Wasn't the best match, but he got it. Yeah. Um. So so we'll breeze through the next one because the next one's rough. The Hardy versus Guerrero, uh, Guevara. Now, real quick, I just want to say I love Sammy Guevara lately. I've been following the vlog and I've been going back and watching past episodes. Holy shit! Sammy Guevara is such a character and such a cute guy and like such a fun character and a great guy to watch. Marco stunts so fun to watch too. Fuego de Sol, all the dudes who show up. Anytime Brian Cage is on there, it's super <laughs> goon. I love it. I love the Sammy shit. Um, but Sammy versus Hardy. Um, so there was a big bump. Really big bump. Uh, I mean, I'll just get it out of the way real quick. There's supposed to be a, like a broken rules match. So essentially like a no DQ that started in the like food court of the fucking uh, stadium. football stadium. And yeah, so instead, like one of the first stunts is they get on top of one of those like a uh, scissor lift, scissor lift. There you go. Thank you. And it lifts that they're like a good 10, 15 feet up and they do Sammy Spears Hardy off of the scissor lift and they're supposed to land on a table. Yeah, there's two different folding tables with merch and stuff just conveniently in front of it. Yeah, so even more padding, you know what I mean? Like in theory, they're supposed to land on a table with shirts and hats and like yeah, not be that bad. Yeah, both and catch down the middle, but only their back half hit the last table. Yeah, they, uh, they overshot it and uh, Sammy's on top of Hardy, so Hardy takes the fall and Hardy smacks his head on the concrete. And that's a hard thing to hear and it was a hard thing to watch. And like, the scary thing mainly about it is it's scary to watch him do that. It's scary to watch him get 
up and keep trying to wrestle because has, he's fumbling over his feet. He's clearly concussed. You have to see Aubrey Edwards just run over and restrain him. Yeah, and be like, no, 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 match over, match over for right now. And then they go back and they finish the match, which a lot of people have put as poor taste. And yeah. I, I don't know. I know there's a lot of uh, nuance between it and stuff like that. I the, know Matt Hardy's wife was not happy. The thing is, as a fan... I don't want them to go through with uh -oh. it. I don't want them to just put their lives seriously in risk by anything. If you are hurt or damaged, take care of yourself. I don't care. I don't I need don't to care. see the spot. No, and the thing was, people were like, oh, well, the match was written where if Matt Hardy loses, he has to leave the company. Clearly, I don't care they what didn't, they say. Yeah, clearly they didn't want him to leave the company, so they were like, no, they, we have to have Matt win. The thing is, I don't give a fuck as a fan. You could write around that shit. Make a loophole, make a something. I don't care. If he injured himself, do not make him keep wrestling, please. Yeah, if, even if he says he wants to, he has a fucking concussion. Yes. Don't listen to him. Yeah, you need a doctor to seriously check that guy out. Um, I know he che he passed like a little doctor check AEW said, but like nah, just like be very careful with it. So we'll move past that one because we gotta finish up. Uh, Sheeta versus Rosa, uh, Thunder Rosa. It was clear that Thunder Rosa wasn't gonna win. No way Thunder Rosa wins and takes the AEW belt. Thunder Rosa has two belts under her fucking rank right now. <laughs> Giving her three belts from three different companies would be real obnoxious. And I just want to bring up something real quick before yeah. I forget. And I've talked about this with you, but um, it really bought. I I have an issue with Thunder Rosa being around a lot. Like I love her as a wrestler. I love submission specialist when she turned Sheeta into a dick, and just knocked her head against the turnbuckle. That was funny. And Fantastic. She, and she has some really good striking and stuff like that. But I think I know where you're going. Go for it. See, the problem is when uh, there is the big heels tag team match with women. I thought they were fighting for a belt, but instead you showed me. Diamante and Ivelisse walking out there with these dinky little medals. With and it, medals. And it was like, Thunder Rosa being there lets them have title shots for women without having to create a whole new women's belt division. And I don't like that. Yes, Thunder Rosa walks out with a belt. So you always feel like, oh, wow, there's like two women champion. It's just not true, though. Yeah. Sheeta's still the only one with a belt and women can't earn any other belts, and even though there's... Three other belt opportunities. There's four belts in W or in AEW, and one of them is accessible for women. And fun fact for our viewers who don't know what we're talking about with uh, Thunder Rosa not belonging, she's a part of a different company, NWA, which is run by Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> fun little fact there. Um, yeah, it was an amazing match. I, I don't know. There weren't any like both of them did their typical. Uh, stuff like which is always amazing stuff but i don't remember any like spots that fell out of ordinary for them i guess no no it's very sheeta hit a falcon's air uh the falcon's arrow he did the knee strike rosa did some dank uh drop kicks and, and also, some submission holes. and a bunch of submissions like it was what you'd expect as, and, and I hate to move past it but like let's get to the tag team real quick we'll we'll go over this one quick because like yeah, FTR versus champion, Hangman versus Kenny Omega. Kenny and Hangman were going to lose. Yeah. We all knew this walking into it. We all knew FTR was going to fucking win. There were no impressive spots to me. I mean, maybe in the moment I was impressed by a couple things. It was a 30-minute match, so I'll give them that. That's a good endurance wrestling, but like... 
if I don't remember any of it, then does it really matter? Yeah, that one just left me unhappy. I was like, what? I was just upset that it had to be FTR. Yeah. I didn't get it. Like, I just want to say, though, like, I've disliked FTR for a while, but after watching Impact and seeing their male tag team division, God bless S yeah. FTR. At least I enjoy hating them. Yeah, FTR looks a lot better when you compare it to Impact's roster right now. But... Shout out to Money Wheels and Mr. Hardwick. Gosh, Cash Hardwood and... Or no, yeah. Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler. Um, Cash Wheeler, just two objects. <laughs> <laughs> That's my name. Uh, Dark Order versus Cody Crew follows it. The Cody Crew, aka a band of like God. vigilantes. Don't even remind me, fucking Cabana. <laughs> You're right. Oh, God, that mu Brody gave him everything. Cabana tried his best and he lost because he had All to. All he had to do was do a fucking pin. Mother. <laughs> Goofball doesn't even know what a water skin is. He can't even tell that dragonborns are fucking little babies. And now, mm, all he had to do was one pin. That's all he had to do, Cabana. That's all he had to do, but you know, he lost. He lost to the Cody crew, which led to uh, Dustin Rhodes getting his title shot. That whole thing. But like, I, yeah. I just want to say real quick, too. Uh -huh. One thing I really enjoyed was the Dark Order synergy. Despite Cabana just being a horrible, unredeemable fuck-up. They were tagging in with each other constantly. They were doing all sorts of moves. They were very synchronized. The other group, it was just, oh, it's this person's turn. Oh, we're getting Scorpio Sky now. <laughs> oh, hey, we finally got Dustin. It's his turn. Yeah, a very randomized group and like... Uh, yeah, I, I didn't like it. I like the idea of it just because of how randomized it felt. It really just felt like four, like, good competitors being like, we gotta bring the Dark Order down. They can't just kill Cody and get away with it. <laughs> like, there's gotta be some rules to this. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, they won from beating Cabana, which leads to, you know, Evil Uno loving Cabana and trying to keep Cabana around, but uh, Brody really abusing the shit out of Cabana. My poor, my poor, poor dog man. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes you need to scummy put dogs' shaking. noses in their shit. <laughs> scummy shaking her head at me. <laughs> All right, and the last part of it, MJF versus Mox. We've talked a bit about it in the other episode because we had to, but, like, what was the big things about this match to you? I, I think MJF had a lot of good faces. I like the MJF faces, especially once he starts bleeding. The one where he, like, tries to pin Moxley and then doesn't, and his blood's all in his face, and he's, like, crying at the camera. I just have to say that this match, for me, made me feel the same way in the 2016 election made me feel. Mox! 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 <laughs> this was so much better, and instead what we got was this deranged grizzly man. Mox! And, and man, you're making me feel like a Trump supporter. Don't do that shit to me. <laughs> no, not my Max. Fuck Coming from MJF trying to say like what moves should be allowed and shit like that. A literal dictator. Okay, I love the MJF campaign, but the one reason I didn't mind MJF losing, and a lot of people have talked about this on Twitter, is just the idea that MJF is really fresh. He doesn't need to have the world title right now to be interesting. He's alright, I will watch MJF no matter what, and if he gets the belt right now, there's a good chance that he like wrestles less because he has the belt. They, get, yeah. they have to be careful with how they use it. But he's still not wrestling now. 
Yeah, we've only got promos from him the past couple weeks, and then we didn't even get... He did a promo, and then didn't follow up on the promo promise next week. Um, okay, but this week's episode, it feels like they just forgot. It didn't... It was a really weak episode. Yeah, he did, like, one little promo with Jericho. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> After, like, last week, he was like, next week you'll find out which faction I join. Not even a mention of it. No. It feels like they forgot they even said that. Ah, I would have been so excited to see the faction. Um, I'm waiting for that Dark Wardlow for sure. Dark Order Wardlow will happen, and it will be fucking amazing. But um, just to go back to the MJF first Moxley, okay. I just want to say, I also, as much as I love MJF, and as much as we all deserve better, mm -hmm. I just want to say, he's basically the Trump campaign He's kind of like just very Trump inspired. Yeah. So I feel like someone like that probably shouldn't win with this election. And yeah, as, as of right now, maybe in another time, but like as of right now, we need to see that guy get the shit beat out of him. That's yeah. the satisfying, appropriate ending. Also, did you see that Trump said that we need to get rid of ballots completely if we <sighs> want a peaceful transfer of power? Fuck. No. God damn it. <laughs> so fucking stupid. And then real quick before we go, gotta talk about the Mimosa Mayhem ah! for a second. I mean, the whole match, I, I was skeptical coming into it, and then as soon as I saw the layout with the yeah. uh, Mimosa pools on the each Nickelodeon side. Nickelodeon asked, like, dare, dare, like, Double Dare 2000 yes, or whatever. Yes, That type of shit. Yes, it looks so goofy. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, give it to me. And then I pretty much knew Give it, it to me! We all knew what the match was going to look like. It's a lot of like, oh, what? am I going to fall? Oh, no, I caught myself. Oh, is oh, this the time oh. he falls? And then you're just waiting for to see if like, what if one of them falls on accident? <laughs> that would be gnarly. I think that's and why there was a lot of like, his arm could dip in, but he, he, he has to be completely submerged, submerged is the rule. Um, I found all that really fun, and I was like, skeptical of it i was like okay jericho you went with st from state uh stadium stampede to mimosa mayhem i like that you're sticking with the uh <laughs> that the oh i've totally dropped it whatever the bbb you know what i mean yeah um, i just want to say i'm pretty sure hager just came up or jericho came up with it when um he was just hanging out in his mimosa hot tub and he was like Whoa. What if we like wrestled near one of these? <laughs> oh, what if we had a match that included liquor and then I could just like drink it afterwards? Right? And I know people are like, it's because he likes bubbly and uh, OC likes orange juice. So, you know, it's like you mix the two. No, obviously, you dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is the most obvious part of it. And that makes me roll my eyes at it. It just seems so obvious. But it was so much fun. Yeah. And it was a good wrap up for that because it was like, man, how much longer did I want to watch Orange Cassidy and Jericho Beef? I just want to see Orange Cassidy go around the ring and go, okay, baby. Okay, or be baby. Like, I'm not going to fight that guy. He's a kill monster. Make him stop that. <laughs> Walking around saying, fight me as he slaps people like faintly. <laughs> um, all out, really good stuff. We're going to bring you Impact next. We Ooh. finally started watching Impact, baby. We're going to do our best to uh, bring updates to all the wrestling that's going on. Ooh, we'll keep you up to date with all the wrestling. This, that, Shady Sands Adventures. We're gonna take a break and get right back to you. Wow! 
a little bit more impact than me. I've wanted to catch up on it, but you're staying on top of it. So yeah, uh, I, I I gotta get my Susie. Sue Young is my favorite monster wrestler at the moment. So anytime I could get her in some high quality shit, I'll take it. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care if I have to watch Johnny Bravo do a promo. <laughs> I'll put up with it. Uh, and so like we talked a little bit about impact last week, but. We'll just kind of bring you up to date. We watched the past two weeks of it, and like, pretty much, why do you like Impact or comparing Impact and AEW? Since those are the two big ones we do right now, like, what would you say Impact is doing better than AEW? Well, right off the bat, uh, you could see uh, two women's matches in an episode, and you could have a women's match close the episode. Yes. That yes. is something you can't get from AEW. Nope. Their women's roster is so much better. They give more space for promo times, which is confusing that AEW doesn't sometimes because some of those matches don't make any sense. No. You could cut them out. I don't need to see fucking Young Bucks fight Jurassic Express for the sixth time. I don't want to see Hager Jericho fight Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela again. Yeah, like, no. Like, get rid of those filler matches. Put in more promos. Yeah, give me more, uh, like, content to make me care about these people behind the scenes and stuff like that. I know some people compare, uh, complain about, like, there being too, mo pro too many promos in wrestling sometimes. But, like, nah, going to Impact and then watching more AEW, it's like, nah, Impact has the right amount of promos. Yeah, I like it. It's just soap opera enough, but when it starts to get too much, they throw fighting at you. And Ye it's like, thank you. Yes. Uh, and, like, yeah, so the women's, uh, the women's roster and the thing was like on Twitter a lot of people kept like bashing AEW's women roster I don't think w their women's roster is rank or is bad I think everybody on the top five in the women's roster in AEW is really good and impressive I think they're underutilized I don't think AEW gives any fucking attention to their women's roster oh yeah and it, I think that's the main crime because I mean okay so for the longest time Kip Sapien to us was just Penelope Ford's just beta boyfriend yep. who would just help good her and win matches and now he's suddenly a serious... Okay, first of all, I can't yeah. buy Kip Sabian as a serious competitor. I, I want to see that guy get his ass kicked every time. Agreed. He doesn't look strong, and it's never made sense when he wins a match. Yes, I like him when he was doing the possum heel shit, where it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not really built for wrestling, but like, I'll try to s sneak my way into a win. And it's like, yeah, but now he's just like a good wrestler. Yeah, they're, it's like, this is boring. The announcers were like talking him up, and it's like, why am I supposed to believe he's a serious competitor? Also... I do love Miro. I do love him just coming out with muscles and screaming and saying he's the best for the explosions. The best! Him. But one thing that bothers me is this is supposed to be a wedding and we only see Kip Sabian stuff and now Penelope Ford's just been standing in the background. Penelope Ford's got nothing. It's fucking bullshit. It's stupid. Um, and, but and that's why we went to Impact. Yeah, and Impact conveniently is also doing a wedding plotline. The couple confuses me. I don't I don't know enough about Johnny Bravo to understand why he's dating the necromancer <sighs> and they're getting married. Yeah. That baffled me. Very but, confusing. Rosemary and fucking Johnny Bravo <laughs> getting married. And we we had to watch a Johnny Bravo promo. And like I say, I keep we keep saying Johnny Bravo, and I know you guys are thinking about that cartoon character, the big hunk with fucking blonde hair. That it's is the exact that. opposite of the man who calls himself Johnny Bravo on this show. It's like some scrawny potato face dude, with like short like, brown hair, like he looks flashy oversized shirts. Me. Yeah, he, he 
He looks like he's from Idaho. Yeah, totally unimpressive. Uh, the exact opposite of what you think of when you think Johnny Bravo. But on the flip side of that yeah, stuff, okay. they give Rosemary <coughs> space. They actually give her plot lines during the wedding arc. Unlike Penelope Ford, who gets no plot lines because that would mean they'd have to either cut out time for other women or make new room for women, which they don't want to do. Yeah, right? I like the little Valkyrie uh, promo they did with uh, Rosemary this time where like pretty much Valkyrie is like, where, where were you? You're supposed to help me. And she's like, I'm doing a fucking wedding and I got the shit kicked out of me. Where were you? And it's just like, uh-oh, these, these two are on opposite pages. But then Valkyrie was like, girl, you're getting married. Let's do your thing. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Um, so like, yeah, some really fun promos. I will say one of the funnest promos I've ever seen was from like last week, and that's why I'll mention it real quick before we hop into like fully what happened this week. Uh, last week the moose promo. Oh my god, moose, moose, moose! <laughs> I want to see so much more moose. Um, a million times moose, and a million times whoever the guy threatening him is. Yes. So pretty much moose is just. Just like, dude, I go in the locker rooms and this guy yeah. has pictures of me. I, I go around and like, I can't get away from this guy. So he eventually goes to the producer and is like, yo, you, this guy's crazy. This guy's all over me. You got, you got to do something about this. He's everywhere I go. He's, I can't stop thinking about him. He's everywhere. Um, and the producer's like, dude, you're paranoid. You need to get the fuck out of my face right now. <laughs> like, you need to take a chill pill and relax. <laughs> so he leaves Moose and then Moose. Just wanders over and then a projector. Literally a projection of this motherfucker hits the wall, and Moose is like, oh no. And then the guy starts taunting him and does this threatening promo where he's got the belt on his shoulder and he's tapping it with the fucking knife. With the knife! This dude's going full knife guy. He's <laughs> some saw shit. You're running out of time tapping it with a knife. Like, what the fuck? And Moose is just like, how come no one believes? me. I just want to say I'm proud of Knife Guy for getting the belt. <laughs> yeah, no, good for that guy. And then this week being like, oh man, Moose, I know how it feels to be like thieved and how to be rejected. We're going to find that thief who fucked you up and stuff like that. And uh, anyone who's got <laughs> tips, you know, call Moose's phone. Here's Moose's phone number. I'm helping. <laughs> 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 you like, don't even see Moose's part. You just know he's getting fucked. <laughs> I loved it. It was so goofy. Um, so a lot of good promos coming out of it. And the main thing that made me excited was Jordan Grace had a promo that set up her match for this week. And she's the fucking main card. She's the she's the fucking uh, showstopper. One of these days she'll become Mama Pog. Oh my god. Baby Pog and Mama Pog. We're not saying that to just say that. That's a wrestling tag team duo between Lufisto and motherfucking Jordan Grace. That's what they call themselves. And I love it, and I think they're awesome. It's just crazy to hear a whole audience shout that. Pog! 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 That shit was weird. <laughs> I was down for it, but I was like, man, I never thought I'd get this out of wrestling. <laughs> oh. 
And for our viewers that are not sure what we mean by this term, mm -hmm. type it in on Pornhub. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty good stuff. Um, so you know, we'll we'll get into this week. And one of one of the things that really set it up was last week there was a bunch of goons being like, Hey, I deserve the title shot. Oh no no no, I'm set up for the title shot. What do you no. mean I deserve it? Wait, what do you yeah, 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 he promised me a rematch. So pretty much three dudes are bickering for the belt. And the belt holder's like, ooh, ooh, how about actually you guys do a three-way threat match and then whoever wins, can you'll challenge me for the belt. Does that sound fair? And they're all like, okay, whatever. Yeah, that, I can beat these not, guys. Yeah, that's not fair, but whatever. I'll fucking do it. Yeah, because this guy's clearly been weaseling his way out of title shots. He does not want to fight anyone. No, he just no, wants no, no. to keep the fucking belt. <laughs> he's like Sammy with his Portugal belt. Yes, I love it. Um, So, like, he's doing his thing. And uh, so this week we saw the three-way threat match which like all three of them were impressive people like i like their singles competitors more than i like their tag team uh competitors in impact uh t tjp 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 with his fucking submission hold oh, every insane. yeah he was doing like hurricanrana like spins on people but then he would turn it into an actual hold and it's like you can't jump on a guy and then spin him into a fucking lock <laughs> dude that's crazy dude you're fucking insane i thought angelico was doing good with the submission like being like whoa have you seen this submission have you seen this submission but then you see tjp and you're like oh shit this guy's just way too good at submissions he hit the fucking and scummy had to send me a picture of it because <laughs> how fucking awesome it was dude hit a sharp a sharpshooter on one dude, stacked him on top of a guy who was lying down, and then hit a camel clutch on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got two dudes in two legendary submission holds at once. And only what one has fuck? to tap for him to win. Yes, like, ah, such a cool spot. He doesn't win right there, and uh, he doesn't win in general. Uh, who is the guy who wins again? I forgot his name. I had it, it was in my mind right I now. I had it remembered, but then I got a bunch of coffee, got high. You know how it goes. Yeah, same. So, um, he was doing a really good job. I remember he's the stoner wrestler of Impact. His yeah. intro music literally starts with a bong getting ripped. Well, there's also, like, the Young Rascals or whatever, which are also stoners, but they kind of suck. That's fair. Yeah, no, I love this guy as a stoner wrestler. So, pretty much, he's like, wow, I won the match. And then immediately... <laughs> Rohit just <laughs> comes in, jumps into the match, and is like, okay, time to wrestle. Let's go. One against the other. So, there it's like, okay, ref comes in, they start the match. And the ref, like, looks at the other guy and is like, okay, you gotta wrestle right now. Are you ready? And the other guy's like, oh... He's still yeah? tired and stuff. Like, he's, like, confused. He's like, what do you mean? You're like, yeah, I'm ready for a title shot. And then he just sees Raheem running at him. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah, Raheem throws him, but gets the rope. Guy tumbles over, gets in a pin. Three seconds, match is over. Raheem slides out of the fucking ring. Dude comes from, but misses, where he grabs the belt, just goes to the entrance, and just starts shouting and pointing at him. <laughs> that's a 30-second match. That's it. Um, oh. And that's how they open Impact. It was fucking awesome. It was awe-inspiring. Actually, is that how they opened, or did they open with Suzy versus Kimberly? No, no, that was last week. See, this, this week was with that three-way fight. Um, yeah. Su Suzy and Kimberly fought last week and this week. 
Yeah, 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 well, they did the tag team last week, mm -hmm. and then they did the solo this week. Um, I, I just forget which came first. But oh, the yeah, three the three-way three definitely did. did, yeah. Cool. And then it goes into Suzer, Susie Kimberly, with Susie had... Uh, uh, oh, Smiley Kylie, Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray on the outside, like, fucking cheering on for her. And Kimberly had the uh, women's champion right now, uh, or the knockout champion, shouting her out. I forget her name. I, I forget. She, we're new to Impact. We're still getting used to names and stuff like we're that. Two episodes deep. Yeah, we're babies. gonna we're gonna learn them all. The one I will not forget though is Kimberly and, Woo! and Susie. But Kimberly, like her outfit is fucking inspiring. The colors, the textures, like oh, she feels like a true butterfly warrior, butterfly empress. She's just yes. it's the way she carries herself, the way she has her arms out and poses. Fucking great. That silver blonde hair. Ah, oh, she looks... Ah, oh, she's fucking awesome to watch wrestle. When I saw her and Susie in the ring together fighting, I was like, oh, these are the kind of wrestlers I just want to see all the time. I want an entire league. That was just... Everyone in that match, I was like, I just <laughs> want that to be the roster. Yeah, that, that's the whole roster. I'm fucking down. Um, super fun match. A, a bunch of uh, cool, crazy spots. Um, wh what is Susie's finisher? Where the she, panic switch? The panic switch. <laughs> and then crawling up into it, it and stuff like that. The, the crawl and she got reversed on that. Yeah, it was the Ragnarana, I think. Yes, the, the Ragnarana. So what happens? She's trying to set it up. Yeah, someone's sitting on the top rope. And then she'll grab the sides of the rope and then walk up it with her fucking <laughs> legs until she gets, like, her ankles go around their throat. And then she just goes straight and tries to choke them out. And it's yeah. crazy. Oh, it looks fucking insane. I loved it. Um, Susie doing some amazing work. Kimberly doing some fucking <laughs> amazing work. I just want to say, too, every time I see Kimberly, I'm always like, oh, she's so adorable, whatever. She's positive. But the way I really focus on her, like, her arms and shit, I'm always like... Damn, she's fucking built, though. She's yeah. fucking jacked. I would not want her to punch me. Yeah, holy shit. So I'm excited to see more of them. Um, and then pretty much from there, they launched into promos. We talked about the Valkyrie promo, the Johnny Bravo promo. I mean, the one part of the Johnny Bravo promo that was good was he was pretty much like, okay, you guys are my groomsmen. You got to help. And everyone's like, we don't want to help. Like, wait, we have to do work? We don't want to work. We just want party. Party. Bachelor party. 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 It's just a bunch of, like, <laughs> random wrestlers, some hick, some clown guy, this one lady in braids, just a bunch of random people just all going, party, party. <laughs> the girl was like, dude, I'm part of your wife's bridal party. Like, <laughs> why do you have me here? And he's like, because you understand her. You gotta help me. <laughs> She's like, I, I guess, but like, everyone was like, let's party. And he was like, no, this is real work. And everyone's like, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, the, <laughs> and then the Duck Dynasty guys leave to go do their match, which is... <sighs> And then real quick, there's a <laughs> promo in between because the next match is fucking insane. Um, the impact for Heath was a goofy-ass promo. Uh, Jesus. I, I gotta respect how long that went on. It just kept going. Was... He's like, look, and now Rhino's talking good about me. But now, look, I got a bunch of, like, celebrities to do cameos about me. It was a dude just being like, hey, Impact, hire me. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me on, Impact. I'm, I'm and poor and I just... can't afford shit, and I don't know how to do anything but wrestle. And, like, obviously, Impact's putting on the commercial, so it's really just for fans. It's for fans to get an insight on this guy and then have no reason to root on for him. He literally pulled on his two daughters and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, he was trying his 
hardest to get people to like him. And I mean, he literally had like David Hasselhoff, Flava Flay. Yeah, paid them through camp. That part was just goon. After three minutes of him being his, please, please put me on impact. You just see David Hasselhoff with a bunch of gold records behind him. <laughs> just being like, yeah, he, this is a good wrestler, you guys. Yeah, impact, you'd be dumb not to hire him on. And then Flava Flav pops on from his kitchen. Yeah, shows his, like, watch and everything. Also, Tanya Harding. Yeah, oh, my, the whole thing was ridiculously confusing. Um, but it leads into such an insane match because you don't know who's going to fight. And the Duck Dynasty boys come out, and you're like, ooh, it's Duck Dynasty. It's Uh-oh. the Deaners. What, yeah, the Deaners. What, were, what was that noise we kept doing? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> like we, they make a bunch of goofy noises. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You're gonna make goofy southern noises at me. I'm kind of down. But uh, it, it, so it's like, ooh, who are they gonna fight as they're walking into the ring? Enter Eric Young. And if you want to know who Eric Young is, imagine Woody Harrelson a little bit shorter. His face really crazy. His voice very insane. His muscles bigger, and. His voice is essentially like if if you just took you, you hear my voice now imagine taking a grater to my throat so I talk like this all the time. <laughs> He's got like these sleeve tattoos and he just looks like a stormfront motherfucker. Like yeah, he very looks like a, Aryan. Yes, he looks like a full white supremacist, like with the bald head and the crazy tattoos. And then uh, he, I mean his bit like. Like, we've seen a promo of his before on the week before. It's just him in a jail cell in, like, prison areas going like... He's talking about how he doesn't have... How he has to pay for his decisions. And then he's sitting... Inmate him is sitting across from him in a suit. There's... There's like two of him looking at each other. (laughs) One in a suit, one is inmate, and the inmate one's like, you lost your touch. Yeah, there's this locker room shot where he's like looking off (laughs) camera. There's another him behind, literally shaking, going, (laughs) (laughs) He's so fucking funny. I was like, this guy's a goofball. Yeah, at first we thought he was very serious because last week we get introduced to him from a long promo where one wrestler's like, oh, my foot's broken, but I want to beat up Eric Young. And the producer is like, dude, your foot's broken. You shouldn't wrestle, you fucking idiot. You're not cleared. And then Eric Young comes out and is just a dick. Starts beating everybody up and then jumps out and is like, you guys did this! <laughs> and then and then the guy's like, okay, fight Eric Young. <laughs> yeah, go and beat it, the shit out of that so guy. We think he's kind of more serious and stuff. He kind of feels like a like a cheaper Moxley, just some gruff serious dude, but that is not the case. Yeah, so he comes out and he just he does the typical starts beating them up while they're in the walkway. You know what I yeah. mean? We've seen that a billion times. Two wrestlers come out, they hit their poses, you think a match is gonna happen, and the someone just starts wailing on them. Yeah. But the thing is, it's Eric Young by himself. It's not like he's the tag team. No, he just interrupts this match. There's no tag team comes out. And he just starts wailing on these fuckers. He beats the shit out of one, brings one over to the ring, starts beating the shit out of him in the ring, starts just, like, fucking, like, stomping on him. The other one comes back in, and he starts fucking stomping on that guy. And I just want to emphasize, too, to the listeners. Yeah. The other tag team does not come out. Usually in these, so like, so a group of two people Someone or will something save will come out and save them pretty quickly. We watched it for, like... Five minutes before anyone stepped into that fucking ring. Yeah. In uh, minute two, remember those two dudes in black, like the medics, tried to come out? Because they're yeah. like, okay, Eric Young's done beating him up. 
No, as soon as the medics try to jump in, Eric Young beats the shit out of the medics and is like, no, you're not getting in here. This and, is my ring. And then the whole time he's just yelling crazy stuff like, this is my world now. <laughs> my notes is literally just a giant, my world now. <laughs> like, he is insane. He's shouting, you made me do this. You did this. This is your fault! And, like, Brody Lee's doing similar stuff where he says, like, you made this monster, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he's not selling it as hard as Eric Young, just literally, not even saying you made me, just saying, like, you are making me beat the shit out of people and I refuse to take accountability. Oh, and he's attacked. It's not even a fight. He's just hurting them when they're down for, like, five minutes straight. He's just brutalizing these helpless people. And eventually, like, he, like, crawls at the mic or at the camera and it's starts, like, like, wording stuff yeah, and, and starts trying to do a promo and like you could just tell they were like oh shit he wants to cut a promo somebody get him a mic get him a mic yeah because he's talking to the um the producer and the injured guy from the week before because yes, the whole thing is supposed to be to them eddie are you watching are you watching rick <laughs> yeah. and then he's like i know you hear me <laughs> yeah eventually he gets a mic and he just starts cutting a full fucking promo just shouting literally my world now you made me do this do you see what i'm doing this is mine. He goes to like one of the injured Duck Dynasty dudes and it's like, were you trying to sneak up on me? That's my favorite part when he's just like mid promo looks down and is like, hey guy who's beat up and not moving, were you trying to hurt me? <laughs> yeah, he's acting like he's acting in self-defense when he goes back to hurt this guy even more. Like the guy's just been down the whole time. It's literally not a squash match. It's just... Seeing people get brutalized. A stomp for the sake of a stomp. Just it's, for Eric Young to seem fucking awesome, which he did the whole time. I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> I just want to say, too, it was kind of beautiful for me for the first time to see that in wrestling. You can do torture porn. Yeah. Anything's possible. Yeah. And then eventually the producer comes out and is like, hey, fuck you, Eric Young. Why are you doing this? I'm not making you do this. You're choosing to do this. And then Eric Young's like, well, I'll kill you. Yeah, I think with it, like... The line was something along the lines of, I almost ripped that guy's eye out. What makes you think you're safe right now? As he's like holding <laughs> yes. the guy's jacket. Yes. The guy's just scared. He's got him pinned up against the turnbuckle. This motherfucker that looks like Garrett from Community turned 40 <laughs> became a theater owner. Yes. Um, super goofy. And then, uh, you know, Eddie comes out. I'm not, I, we're new to Impact, so I don't really know who Eddie is, but I saw him cut a promo where he was like, You have to let me fight Eric Young. So, like, whatever. He seemed like he was a face. He had good intensity. The problem was Eric Young was the perfect amount of intensity. Eric Young was per he he like leaves the the, the fucking <laughs> ring, go grabs his belt, and then like brandishes the belt like he's gonna fucking hit someone with it. And yeah, because like, oh like at the guy who finally comes out, like more people finally just show up. It seems like this dude was just watching from home and then drove all the way over <laughs> and came to stop the him. Promo was going on for so long. So long it might have been seven eight minutes it was a fucking hell of a promo. i was satisfied i loved every second of it oh yeah it was like great sex and like after like the dude scares him out of the ring he grabs his belt and then threatens to hit him with it oh wait i forgot one of the good parts too yeah yeah. because yeah. after um so 
the tag team he fought, the Duck Dynasty guys, were Cody Deaner and Cousin Jake. Yes. So most of the time he's beating up Cody Deaner. Yes. And then Cousin Jake comes in and is able to get him out. He goes and checks on uh, Cody. Yeah. And then Eric Young oh my God. is like, I'm leaving. And then he runs and then he just puts the guy in a fucking lock and just starts beating the shit out of him too. That's like halfway through the promo. I forgot. Like, yeah, Eric Young leaves. They're checking on each other. You think the promo's done. He just comes back in and starts wailing on yeah, these the, fuckers. Right with the guy's garb down. He's just back <laughs> in there. He's like, this is because of you. And it goes on for another four or five minutes. Oh, I loved it. So such a good little thing. Um, we'll move on real quick. Uh, RVD versus uh, Sammy Callahan. Now, Sammy Callahan, I know, is like one of the bigger impact wrestlers. I know Tessa Blanchard took the belt from him, and she was like the first like women to hold like a man's belt and stuff like that. I know Tessa Blanchard's going through a lot of shit right now, and there's a lot of uh, bad press going on about her with uh, the racism from New Japan and uh, the bullying on scene and stuff like that. I feel really bad, but also Tessa Blanchard's a 24-year-old entertainer. She's the same age as me. I really hope she doesn't get canceled immediately, and I hope she's able to, like, really change her perspective and, like, have a redemption arc or something like that. Go to AEW, WWE. AEW never up. Yeah. Not WWE. Don't go to them, please. Go to AEW and have a redemption arc. Really build your character back and stuff like that. I just know people might be like, whoa, you like Tessa Blanchard? Uh-oh. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I barely found out about this shit, like, uh, like two, three days ago. Like, uh, so you know. But uh, also, I just want to say to her and any wrestler that joins WWE, be careful. Because Eddie Kingston will get you. Oh, Eddie Kingston's going <laughs> to get you without even saying it directly. Okay, so RVD versus Sammy Callahan. Let's talk about a fucking kiss. I mean, maybe I say RVD, but like Rob Van Dam. Like, if you've never listened to wrestling, sorry, but that's a big name. That's a name that's been around for three decades. That's a name that he was the stoner wrestler of the 90s, essentially. That's why my dad loved him. My dad was infatuated with RVD. And then RVD and Sabu get like pulled over. <laughs> by the cops in like the 90s because they had a bunch of weed on them and then it was a big thing that was so goofy i loved it um so yeah rvd still wrestling and uh, i was surprised he's still doing a lot of the similar move sets he did like a somersault into like a little drop kick and stuff like a lot of the same stuff it's just slower <laughs> yeah also i just want to say I've heard the name Rob Van Dam before. I knew that was a wrestling thing. I've yeah. just never saw it before. It's like the name R Van Winkle. I have no idea <laughs> what that actually entails. Same. <laughs> um, so when I saw him, this tall gorilla man come out and just fucking tongue choke this woman. Okay. So <laughs> like I was uh, Rob Van Dam is not known as like a sexual wrestler from what I had seen of him, but right now he's tagged to or is like partnered with Katie Forbes. Go Katie Forbes. Katie Forbes. Holy shit. That was energy I want to see. That was so fucking fun. Like like yes, she's like twerking and like definitely like trying like being very sexual. The sexual stuff wasn't landing on me. It was just her energy. She was so fucking fun and like any chance she could get to like uh, like prop her leg up on something to twerk. I was like, okay, I respect this. Oh, she literally made this match. I would not care about this match without Katie Forbes. And yes. I, I felt weird about her at first. I was like, oh, are they going to over-sexualize her? Because they were tongue-punching like motherfuckers. Literally like, opens with her twerking. She's not even fighting. With money guns. Golden money guns. Yeah. Camera shot of her ass just shaking and then she's just her... 
And Rob then Rob, Van Dam's tongues are yeah, fighting. Rob Van Dam walks out, and the very first thing you see is literally three seconds of tongues just wrestling each other. Which, like, Penelope Ford and Kip Sapien, yes, they kiss on television and stuff like that. But they, like, kiss, and even if they make out a little bit, it's for one second, and they, like, have their mouths closed. It's a, it's a TV kiss, not a porn kiss. Yes, that was the difference. It felt like we legit just watched porn intro it was they like, watch, like the first 45 seconds of porn where they're just like <laughs> really aggressively tongue punching and like yeah you're getting all riled up but it wasn't that katie forbes was a great presence she was always cheering she's just a party person yeah she was shouting she was having fun every time something good happened she'd bang on the tables or she'd like twerk get him baby <laughs> oh she twerked so much it became so obnoxious baby are you okay <laughs> <laughs> i loved all that stuff um yeah some really fun stuff and katie forbes definitely made that match i was a little suspect when we walked into it but like no she was the best part of it hands down now let's move to the showstopper oh, real quick before okay. i forget i just want to add something too yeah after they beat uh calhan they just start beating i was questioning if i we should mention that. i just want yeah. to bring it up because after There's... seeing eric young just brutalize people for a while and never having seen wrestling do that it was interesting to see someone else get brutalized for several minutes yeah it was very weird and like the stipulation of the match was if rob van dam wins Katie Forbes gets five minutes in the ring with Sammy Callahan, and it was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, why? What? This is dumb. I like, what do you mean? promo last week for it. No, it wasn't set up. It wasn't, yeah, it just seemed really dumb. And for me, it was like, they're not even wrestling. Like, he pinned her, but it was a fake pin. Like, he counted himself. Like, it was, it was just like... It was like a symbolic one. He knocked her out, and then he was yeah, like... Yeah, he definitely yeah, knocked her I out. Won. He did his finishing move. The thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> like, so goofy. Uh, um, it was more intergender wrestling than we get from AEW, apparently. Yeah, it was an excuse to have some intergender wrestling, and it, I'm always down it for It wasn't very intense intergender wrestling. It was very right, light. It was like two moves. Which was crazy i just gotta say i mean we watched the AEW dark from the top of the year with fucking kenny and uh riho oh, versus oh, who was it was it uh it was penelope ford and was, kip sapien yeah it was penelope and sapien like what the fuck AEW was doing intergender matches and we didn't know about it. Why are they not, not doing that now? Why are they not doing it now? The big fucking question that's Get pissing me off. Together, <laughs> and like, I know you guys hear that matchup and you're like, oh, it's two couples going up against each other. I've seen that in WWE. Um, like in the 90s, they would even do those where it's like, yeah, the man fights the man, the woman fights the woman. It's pretty typical. But it's like, no, the match starts with Kenny fighting Penelope. Like shit yeah. was dank. Yeah, it was a great match, but AEW needs to get on its stuff and have more intergender matches. Yeah! Okay. Also, I just want to say, yeah. I want to see Sheeta kick Moxley's ass. Oh my god! Give Sheeta a shot at the fucking main belt. Oh my god! That would be awesome. Um, And jo Jordan Grace versus uh, Tanel Dashwood was the final match. And if you have not heard me say, I mean, I love Jordan Grace. She is like my favorite part of fucking wrestling at this point. I mean, there's a good probably five wrestlers who I will want to watch every one of their matches, and she is fucking in it. Like, who are the other uh, wrestlers other than uh, OC? OC? <laughs> oh, OC? Uh, Brian Cage. Shockwave, Brian Cage, Tessa Blanchard. Uh, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know. 
throwing a good. Who have I seen a lot? Johnny Cockstrong. No. 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 <laughs> that was a joke. That's full joke. We saw Johnny Cockstrong in like a six person tag team match against uh, him and the Pullet Club uh, versus the fucking like three women, Club. including Penelope Ford. And it was just some of the most uncomfortable wrestling we've ever seen. Because the dude's whole gimmick is I got a hard dick. Look at my dick. I he, like, has name. a target on his dick, so it's, it's like, drawing your attention, like, it, you have to look at it. It's, Ugh. like, shiny and catching light, Ugh. and he's thrusting, and it's like, dude, I don't want to fucking focus on your dick. He does, like, a steamroller where he rolls over you, and his dick, like, touches you. It's oh, like, ha, he, ha, ha. he didn't do any of that spot with women. They did not let him do that yeah, spot. Yeah, no. Like, yeah, I think he got pulled out, like, Jordan Grace pulled him off or something. Yeah, goofy. it was just <coughs> not good. Let's get past it. Let's go to yeah, Grace jo- and Dashwood. I, yeah, Grace and Dashwood, a lot of good spots. Now, to be honest, though... It was one of my like lesser. Uh, I didn't think. I don't think Grace got too many good shots in. I think she could have got a lot more in. I think. I think she could have showcased a lot of more interesting moves. She did a lot of shoulder tackles. She did two whiplashes into the turnbuckle. Like, yeah, these are pretty baby and stuff like that. She did that one really interesting. Like, looks like it's gonna be a suplex turn it into a pile driver. That was a really good spot. That was crazy. But, like, that was the one cool spot. Like, usually I'm used to, like, ten good spots in matches nowadays. Like, in the 90s, yeah, you get one or two cool spots, and that's about it. That's what you should expect. Nowadays, I expect at least five to ten good spots. The way I kind of saw it, though, and I could be wrong, but it's just my assumption, since Jordan Grace is so young, she's, like, younger than us. Yeah. um, Is that she's just, like, they're kind of, like, having her earn her spot more or work her way up to do more spots or something. Sure. It, it seems like she's been in the in impact for a while, though. Then um, never mind. The way I kind of saw it was, it, and especially the way they phrased it last week, seemed like Tanel was coming off of, like, an injury mm. or a... Something like that. So maybe they just didn't want her doing too many, taking too many big spots. Man, if she... Because she took that pile driver thing, like I said, and then even at the end, she was grabbing onto her neck. Yeah. And I was like, uh, if that was too much, then yeah, maybe don't do a bunch of big spots. Maybe just do shoulder tackles and but, shit like that. But real talk, if she's just coming off injuries, then like... Why is she the showstopper? No, why is, why is she so similar to fucking, uh... Ah, Britt Baker. Uh, Britt Baker, I, yeah. The similarities off, were there. See, because, listeners, if you know which one of them had their gimmicks first, please tell me. I want to know who Hit the original is. Hit up on Twitters! Because even the nose job thing is pretty similar. The elitism. At scummy undersc- underscore tummy. Scummy underscore tummy. Yeah. Fill me with that wrestling knowledge. Get that wrestle wrestle. Put it in me, hold me down. Ooh, all right, that wraps up uh, last week or this week's impact. I mean, there are a couple AEW things, like quick notes to go over. I mean, like the OC versus Brody match was really fun. It was fun, Dark Order, Gunnery. Yeah, it made no sense. Like when they announced it, I was like, why? But then watching it, I was like, uh, it, gives OC, it gives OC a title shot because he just beat Jericho, so he deserves something big, but he's not going to win. No. We all knew OC was wasn't going to win that match. I was happy to see him lose. Yeah, OC's entertaining when he's losing. That's the best part about OC for me. Um, 
Like, he could be winning and it's awesome, he could be losing and it's awesome. OC forever works for me as of right now. And he's been winning too much in AEW. Yeah, so OC versus Brody. Um, Brody takes away the win. Miro's debut. Uh, the best man. The I think best. We, I think we talked a bit about it, but like, yeah, I really liked him. He was on Sammy's vlog and he was really funny on there. And a J fucking slaying Brandy Rhodes. Queen Woo! Slayer. Oh, I loved Dark it. Dark Order, Dark Order. Brandy Rhodes really building it as like, man, you only beat me because you, you, you blindsided me. No, I could beat you in the fucking ring. Dark Order is legit. Even though Uno did lose, but whatever. He was against Hangman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was against Hangman. That happens. At, I, least, at least his buddies didn't see yeah, the heel bucks are getting crazier by the week. I like it. They're just throwing money in the air and stuff. It's I, fun. I, I like heel bucks more than babyface bucks. I didn't super want to root for babyface bucks, but I just like watching them because you know they're going to do good spots. But I like I like booing them. Agreed. Yeah, and, and like we mentioned, MJF got uh, didn't join a faction, didn't do shit. So no Dark Wardlow, no nothing like that. Um, and you know, from Dark, uh, Ben Carter debuted, and I wasn't excited. I thought it was gonna be Lee Johnson's first win. Nah, Lee Johnson still lost, but that match was fucking insane. Like, Ben Carter really earned that win, but also Lee Johnson got amazing spots, and like, both of them really showcased, wow, we're fucking good. So, like, both of them won. Because yeah, exactly. It's not like the scripted win, it's the real win, and both of them got it. Where both of them look phenomenal. And then uh, Hobbs got his, got another win under his belt, you know what I mean? Woo! I'm all for Hobbs Will getting more wins. Power! Especially because he was gonna be on Dynamite, and then they, for some reason, just didn't let it happen. No six-man tag. Oh yeah, that that whole thing where we, we got this great promo for this amazing six-man tag. Super excited. Gonna lead into so much stuff. I just wish that within the episode episode they would have told us that they weren't going to do that match anymore yes. and why or have some sort of explanation agree but instead they just kind of pretended like it was never going to happen yeah and they just plugged in the kingston versus moxley they're like oh we'll give you an improv to uh title shot instead and so we could shut up kingston and then it was just like well kingston's not gonna win yeah <laughs> kingston's not that tough and i love kingston Kingston reminds me of a lot of people from Fresno, yes. a lot of people that I grew up with, a lot of adults that I knew instead. I know that kind of person. I love that. But I it's just not realistic to expect him to beat Moxley in the amount no. that he was drunk. It just didn't feel... It, it felt very quick and rushed. Yeah. Like, Agreed. It felt like they just had the thing on the back burner in case Darby Allen wasn't in condition to wrestle. Also, probably give Darby Allen more time. I don't... He yeah. didn't have to be in that six-man tag. Moxley could have called out anyone else. I know they're buddies. I love seeing them fight together, but... But I would have watched anybody fight with... I was only excited for Hobbs. Hobbs and Moxley next to each other seemed really cool. You could plug in any third person, and it works. Also, since Hobbs' debut, we just wanted him to have more time. We've always wanted him to do uh, to do good and get better and stuff like that and to get more time and get on Dynamite. So yeah, he's getting really close, but he got dicked over this week. That happens. They gave him a spot, at least. Gave him a little spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you get what you can. But, like, he needs a big match. Yeah. So we'll bring you AEW next week. We'll bring you Impact. We'll bring you all the good fucking wrestling. 
Yeah, yeah. Let's wrap it up. Let's get them plugs in there. You know what I mean? Uh, you want you want plug up first? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter at scummy underscore tummy. Uh, check me out. I have all the good tweets. I have all the good secrets. And uh, check out all the self portraits and stuff I've been doing. You wanna see what what my drawings look like? Come check it out. Yeah, get some scummy art. Ooh. She's been doing a lot more art on that Twitter. You gotta check it out. Check Ooh. it out. Your turn for plugs. Yeah. Ooh. We the plug. Uh, we the plug. Uh, motherfucking BBB. Check me out on Twitter at Grease Radio at Adventures Sands. Um, ch- check me out. I got a Grease Valley Radio season finale. Woo! The season finale. The Grease Valley Radio happening September. Th- uh, September 30th in three, or, uh, well, we recorded this three days before, but you know what I mean? Like, it's gonna drop, go check it out, 20 episodes of an amazing audio drama that I, I mean, I'm calling my own audio drama amazing, but like- I'm calling it amazing! It was an amazing experience and stuff like that. I had somebody online call it amazing today, so it's- Shout out to Tangents with Toby. Yeah, I was gonna plug him at the end of this one. I got two more plugs for, uh, different people, but you know, go check out, uh, the Grease Valley Radio season finale. I put a lot of time into it. I put a lot of work into it. It really means a lot to me. So if you guys check it out, it's fucking awesome. Especially you Irish listener. I don't have a lot of Irish listeners on GVR, so where are you? Where are you? Where are you, French listener? Where are you, Indian listener? We have a listener from India, like, who just popped up on our statistics. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter. Yeah, shout out to you. That's yeah, fucking shout out awesome. To we love you. I hope you make it to this episode. Um, you know, uh, go check out my music on SoundCloud or Bandcamp under bullet teeth i just dropped uh last week spacey summer nights uh beautiful uh pop rap ep uh instrumental so you know no lyrics or anything just something you could jam out to something nice and peaceful maybe you want to rap over it Ooh, Ooh. hit me up like practice and then yeah maybe i can send you that mp3 you know what i mean yeah also i just gotta say also check out bullet mountain because it was reviewed by someone on a prominent label. Oh yeah, someone from Death Bomb Arc, motherfucking Quentin from uh, Angry Black Men reviewed, uh, like checked out my project. Super cool, go check out Angry Black Men, one of my favorite rap duos out of Chicago, uh, doing some really fucking awesome industrial uh, hip hop. And you gotta love industrial hip hop every time you can find it when it's good. Because yeah. sometimes And they it's can bad. lean more into industrial. I guess it's more shout rap than it is industrial, but they're definitely moving towards that direction. And and, but, and signing on to Death Bomb Arc only proves that they'll probably move further into that direction. And if you didn't listen to our American Music Labels episode, Death Bomb Arc ha- has had Death Grips. It's had JPEG Mafia. It's Ooh. had Debbie Friday. Had Clippings. Clippings it- just dropped two singles off of that uh, label. It's dope label. Check it out. Go check them out and go check out our final plugs. Go check out that gum in it. Uh, at Gumminit on Twitter and then NW Gumminit on Instagram. The motherfucking homeboys. Uh, they got a great talkie podcast, talking all the fun, talking all the shit. Uh, you know, just doing all their work on that shit. Uh, they just did like a weekly rambling episode. Uh, uh, Walter just did an episode by himself where he talks about like car episode or car shit, you know? You get a lot of golf talk. Get that good golf. Get that good sports. Oh, go get that good golf. You know what I mean? Do you... Do you want to hear someone talking about 
coaching children and wanting to hit them <laughs> in a funny way. In a goofy way, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, they're super funny guys. Go check them out. And then one of my favorite podcasts, a very short one, like you can listen to it on the way to work. He's a fucking awesome guy. Tangents with Toby. Woo-hoo! Go check him out at Tangents with Toby on Twitter. Um, amazing guy. Very fun podcast. He's been listening to a lot of GVR, talking a lot of that shit lately. So uh, go check him out. He's uh, in his car delivering good quality podcasts and the place in the world that is the least flat ever. Yeah, all the way from fucking Saskatchewan. Which, yeah, I found out. uh, Not flat. If you call that shit flat, they're gonna fuck you up. Be careful. There's mountains, there's rolling hills. (laughs) Saskatchewan is a very voluptuous part of Canada. It's not a prairie. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what it's rumored to be. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, go check out everybody. It's been a great time. Thank you for listening to all that wrestling nonsense. It's that Shady Sands Adventures going right to you. Yeah, 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 ye